0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young. I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Owen Smith. Owen, how are you doing today? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's good to have another
1: show. Um, For For sure. Um, We did get some predictions drastically wrong uh, last week, so we'll touch on that a little bit
0: for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel dumb, especially about that Steelers one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I gaslit you into uh
1: to choosing the Steelers in that game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um for tonight's episode, we brought on two uh guests, our two sources. Um if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us your favorite NFL team, that'd be great.
2: Hey, my name is Sam. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and be a guest for today and as a source. Uh, my favorite NFL team has got to be the Kansas City Chiefs uh just due to uh, local geographical proximity. <laughs>
3: Fair enough. Chiefs are a good pick. I, I'm a big Mahomes guy. They're my favorite team in the AFC. But Alex Fernando coming here as your extra guest, and the LA Rams where it's at. And Mike, my, my boy Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup on IR, but he'll be coming back soon. Coming after another Super Bowl this year.
1: Wow! Super Bowl. I mean, that that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool if they won again. Big win week one against Seattle, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot. I think a lot of people had like low expectations from this year, but they had. They were probably they're forgotten.
3: The they're a league. forgotten team after last season, but they got healthy. Yeah. They rebuilt some spots. It's going to be dangerous.
1: We'll see. You know, they look. They looked pretty good. I think their defense looked good against a good Seahawks offense um, on Sunday for sure.
0: Yes, sir. Um, um, so well, total yards in the second half.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so for our first topic, we're going to kind of talk about the uh, Jets and Bills game and specifically the Aaron Rodgers angle to this. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of the first series of the game. Uh, I think it was the fourth play. Fourth play, uh, yeah. With the torn Achilles tendon. Um, I think it was, it was in his right leg. Um, so he's out for the year, and uh, Zach Wilson's going to have to take over the reins. Um, and We'll see if uh, they'll acquire anybody. Any veteran quarterback or anything like that, um, but kind of. I wonder if you kind of want to give your thoughts on on the game and what what this means for the quarterback position. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, um, as I said last week, uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, my favorite team. So obviously, I was watching that game with a high level of intrigue to see how he would do in his Jets debut and it was over before it really even started and when i when he first when he first went down i knew something was wrong immediately when he just sat down on the turf yeah um and when he was ruled out as quickly as he was it's just a really unfortunate situation it's not just bad for the jets it's bad for really the entire league because aaron rodgers is one of the, has been one of the best players in the league Throughout his entire career, and it's just it's just a really tough situation. I have no idea how the Jets were able to win that game. Great mental fortitude on their part. Um, but as for the implications for the Jets, like this is a team that I picked to win the division, that would win the AFC East because of their defense, and they showed the defense showed why on Monday night as they held Josh Allen, they intercepted Josh Allen three times, they held the Bills' offense just sixteen points. But now that Aaron Rodgers is out, like with Aaron Rodgers, they were a team that could realistically have gone to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I'm not sure I would have. I'd pick them to go to the Super Bowl, but they would have team. It's a team that could feasibly have gotten there without Aaron Rodgers and with Zach Wilson now back under center. They're basically the same team that they were last year, which is an outstanding defense, some good skill position players and offense, and a, a bad quarterback. So it's just. It's tough for the Jets. Their defense is good enough to keep them in games, but their ceiling has been significantly uh, lowered with this devastating injury. Um, it's just a tough situation for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I feel like Zach Wilson is going to have to be a game manager and not turn the ball over, and they'll be fine. They'll probably be like a nine-seven, eight-and-eight kind of team. Mm-hmm. You know, at yeah, sure. best. Um. Sim, do you want to give your thoughts on on that on the Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, side. Alex, you yeah, can would, if you want.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the real big, challenging, unfortunate thing is, I mean, this happened on uh, not only like the first game of the first series, right? And talking about like you know the Jets having huge hopes with getting Aaron Rodgers, and not only that, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who's supposed to mentor Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson having like you know really tough first few seasons in the NFL and having all those turnover issues, especially last year, and getting benched and, and just having really challenging you're talking about being able to sit a whole year behind a guy who is arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time and learn a ton from him and now you're going to still be able to learn from him but it's just not going to be the same right and so like it's really going to be um interesting to see how zach wilson like decides to kind of like step up and see like the improvements he's potentially made this off um but then hopefully seeing how that translates into you know the, the rest of the season but it's really a tough spot for everyone to be in you know and so it's going to be really interesting to see how the Jets respond. I think it really helps that they won game 1 there. Um and so yeah, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes for sure.
3: Yeah, I I appreciate what everybody's saying here, but one one thing we're forgetting is this is football this is a football uh, or this is a game that is brutal to the human body. And sometimes those injuries happen. Uh, We could dive down the rabbit hole of uh, the turf versus field grass argument. I'm a big proponent of field grass myself rather than turf. I think that uh, has increased statistically. You've seen all the increases in injuries Um, and a number of players are against playing on turf where they would rather play on grass. But so there's that whole factor of it, but this is a game where where people get injured, you got to step up. Look at the 49ers last year. Trey Lance goes down, broken ankle, second game of the year, I believe. And then Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. He's playing for most of the season. Then he goes down. They're down to the third-string quarterback, uh, rookie Brock Purdy, who takes them all the way to the NFC Championship. If he doesn't get hurt in that game, they may be in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it's... It's frustrating as a Jets – like, if you're a Jets fan, yeah, you'd be frustrated. It's fru- frustrating as a fan of the league. Yeah, you want to see Aaron Rodgers, like, do something cool and like have a big season and, with a new team. It's just, an like, a new storyline and dynamic. But this is part of the game. We got to have somebody step up and make the new plays.
1: Without question. Like, that's the toughest part of football. And I think a big thing that comes out of this is that Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. He turns 40 in December. Do you think – He, I think he's definitely going to try to come back for sure. I agree with that. But do you think there is a chance? Is there a chance like, was that the end of his career? Or do you think we could see him on the field? He's
3: far too stubborn, in my opinion, to like just call it there. I think you're right. He's going to try to come back. A torn Achilles is one of the worst possible injuries. Like, it the recovery time on that is just never a good sign or never a good run. So, I I think this is kind of the end of the road, personally, at least for the Aaron Rodgers we used to see. But, I mean, it is on his stepping foot, not his plant leg, uh, from a quarterback perspective. Uh, he's still got a big arm. That's not going to change that part of it. But a torn Achilles is a difficult injury.
1: Yeah, he actually posted on Instagram today that, like, this is not, like, something along the lines, like, this is not, like, the last he's going to they're going to see of him. So he's definitely going to try to come back and i hope he does and i hope he comes back as good as ever but it's this might this is definitely going to be the biggest obstacle of his yeah. outstanding career um there were other games that happened this weekend on sunday um there were a lot of favored teams or teams that like we thought would play better than they actually did most notably the cincinnati bengals who got embarrassed by their division rival the cleveland browns by a score of 24 to 3 um Jack, you and I were both high in the Bengals. Uh, you had them in the Super Bowl. I had them going back to the AFC Championship game. What's your biggest takeaway from this game? Is this just a week, a week one fluke? Are the Browns better than we thought they were, or do the Bengals have some serious issues and this could be a regression year for them?
3: Uh,
0: I think it could be a little bit of both. I think that the Browns' defense has definitely improved, and they have a they have arguably a top five defensive line in, in the league, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um and their secondary is also improved um with um denzel ward and greg Newsom back there locking them down but i also think the weather had something to do with it uh it was i was watching the game and i don't know if it was downpouring but it was definitely heavy medium to heavy rain and and in those conditions it's tough to throw the football um and you could see joe burrow having a hard time with that um but uh Deshaun Watson had some issues as well. He didn't look good. On Him that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think – go ahead. You no, know, you, you can go.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the one of the biggest takeaways I have from that game is, you know, number one, obviously, you know, the weather's a factor, and I think that's more of a factor, obviously, in the passing game. I mean, Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards, Deshaun Watson for 154. So, Deshaun obviously had the better throwing performance there. Um, but you know nothing spectacular from either party. Um, but the one question that really starts, to, like I start to ask myself, is like if the Bengals don't really have that strong of a passing game in a game like that, right? Where the say the pass gets shut down, weather is bad, it's like can their run game respond, and right? So the leading rusher had fifty-six yards, right? Versus Nick, you know, Nick Chubb. Who was it? Was it Mixon? Joe Mixon? You know Joe yeah. and Mixon going for fifty-six, whereas Nick Chubb had hundred and six, right? And so like, can the Bengals? You know perform on all cylinders whether that's running the ball throwing the ball and so that's the question i really have um and so like if they're if again jamar chase had 39 uh receiving yards and again so like with the weather being rough can they respond on the ground that, that's the question that's going to be you know we have to wait to see d higgins
0: he had eight targets no catches
2: yeah I was that cannot basketball.
0: happen
1: that can't um, Joe Burrow actually has a, a history of performing poorly in week one. And if you remember last year, he threw four interceptions mm-hmm. against the Steelers and bounced back and had a phenomenal season. So I'm not counting against him, but that was a rough one. Alex, do you
3: have any takeaways from that game? I mean, it's a 17 week season guys. The the Bengals started 0 and 2 last year, made it to the AFC championship. Uh, there's, there's a long road ahead. It's frustrating when you come out the gate and just, Like goose egg almost or flop on your face like they did. And you're right, T. Higgins having no catches and not getting the ball in his hands. He's a big playmaker. And Jamar Chase only had five catches. That's unlike that um, offense they usually they're doing they are one of the best in the league while getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers Mixon was slow and sluggish i like guess the whole offense i think the big part of it was the weather maybe it was just like not really gelling after camp and some people played in preseason some people didn't so there's always going to be those teams that kind of have some rust to shake off those first couple of weeks uh i'm not writing the Bengals off by any means yet oh i'm absolutely not either i'm i still think they're going
1: to be a team that late in the season in the playoffs, nobody's going to want to play. It is noteworthy. You know, Joe Burrow is now one in five against the Browns in his career, which is, which is wild to think about. That's stunning. Something about that defensive scheme, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Another game that uh, Jack, you and I got drastically wrong last week was the 49ers Steelers game. The 49ers went into Pittsburgh and absolutely embarrassed the Pittsburgh Steelers by a score of 30 to seven. I believe at one point in the first half, the Steelers, the 49ers had 200 yards of offense. The Steelers had one. Uh Kenny Pickett had a very poor performance. It wasn't just him. The entire offense is as a, really the entire team outside of T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt did what he usually does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Steelers did not get off the bus in week 1, which is rare because under Mike Tomlin they've been one of the better teams in season opening games,
0: especially um, at home. Yeah,
1: especially at home in the that
0: 49ers. My- That was my thinking going into the game was that home field advantage is going to give him a few points.
3: And Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I like the home field advantage. I've always loved Mike Tomlin and how he coaches his, uh, his team. But this San Francisco team again, made it to the NFC championship last year. And Without an injury to Purdy, I think they might beat the Eagles. In all honesty, but regardless, they have so many weapons they can hurt you in so many ways. Um, Purdy's back and healthy. They have Christian McCaffrey um, in the backfield. They got Debo healthy. Brandon Ayuk on the edge. Kittle out there. Like, there's so many ways to make plays in this offense. And their defense is just as good last year, if not better. Their linebackers are tough to move on. So the run game. Yeah, well, as a, as I was saying again I the 49ers are just loaded with weapons they were a loaded team last year their defense is still a very they they were one of the best in the league last year top 5 if i remember right so in my opinion i don't know i don't know who you're picking other than the 49ers in that game
0: yeah that was dumb <laughs> it was it was
1: looking back watching that game like what was i thinking my reasoning was as we said the Steelers have a good history in week 1 under Mike Tomlin and I, this is this is going to sound ridiculous, how good they looked in the preseason, which everyone should know by now. I should know by now means nothing. The Steelers looked outstanding in the preseason and then come in week one and just look lost. But I think I'm not going to say the Steelers are an awful team. I, like, I think Alex hit the nail on the head that the 49ers are just – they're an outstanding football team, and mm-hmm. they're going to be tough to beat, and they're very much Super Bowl contenders. So looking back – I probably should have gone with the Niners, but um,
2: hey, not everyone's right all the time. If you're talking about a team that's coming off of, you know, a huge season and just a team that has a lot of momentum, you know, obviously that's going to be the 49ers. And so I think carrying over a lot of that success from last year really helps Um, obviously, you know, Brock Purdy being a lot more experienced, you know, having Christian McCaffrey healthy and hopefully that stays that way. Um, I think the game one is really just a sign to, you know, to show how dominant the 49ers could be, you know, hopefully they sustain that and, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think, you know, again, their last season really helped them carry this into um, the 2023 season. So.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, now we're going to get into the uh, game of the week. Uh, in my opinion, the Dolphins Chargers. Dolphins come out of uh, L.A. with a 36 to 34 victory. Um, it was a back and forth affair. Uh, I picked the game right. I think, oh, and you picked the Dolphins, right? I picked the Dolphins as well. Yeah. And we both we both
1: had this as like we both predicted this to be a high scoring shootout. And uh we got
0: that one right for sure. Yeah. Um I'd I'd say a few takeaways are um first of all, I noticed that the Chargers ran the ball a lot more and better than they have in the past um with Austin Eckler. Um, and then I arguably I think Tua and Tyreek are a top five duo in the league quarterback wide receiver, um, and it's going to be pretty tough to stop them. Tyreek just went off. Um, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that, Owen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we were – I was accurate in my assessment that the Chargers' defense is still terrible. Um, I mean, they, they have been terrible for most, most, most of – the uh herbert's tenure there um and it was no different week one now I'm not gonna say they're gonna be it's just week one so I'm not gonna say they're gonna be terrible all year but they did not show much improvement in that regard um Tua looked outstanding and I think Tua must have listened to our podcast last week when neither one of us when both of us ranked him outside of our top 10 quarterbacks um he was the He's best quarterback week one. he was my number 10 he was you, I- you had you you had Kirk cousins at 10.
0: I didn't have
1: two in my top 10. Wow. No, you didn't. Yeah. Um, 466 yards, three touchdowns, Tyree Kill at 215 receiving yards. Like the Dolphins, when two is healthy, the Dolphins easily have a top five offense in the NFL. It's just so explosive. Um, They can score on anybody. As for the Chargers, like it's just yet another example of them, like not being able to win close games really ever since I've been starting watching football back when Philip Rivers was there, like they could never win close games and this game was no different. Herbert, like it's weird because the Chargers scored a ton of points, but that was largely due to their running game. Herbert didn't have a huge stat game. He only threw one touchdown. I think he only had about 215 yards passing. I looked at this, his uh, passing target only had 53, uh, 40, excuse me, 43 air yards which was an issue for him last year, just not airing the ball out. And many thought it was a scheme issue with uh, Joe Lombardi, their former offensive coordinator. Well, Lombardi's gone and Herbert still, for whatever reason, despite having one of the strongest arms in the league, just doesn't just doesn't really use it. So sim, Alex, like, what, what's your biggest t- thoughts on this game and what's your implications for both these teams mm-hmm. moving forward?
2: I would say the number one, even storyline going into this was like to his health, right? I mean, obviously having mm-hmm. just really, really rough go around the last year and, you know, seeing how he's going to bounce back from that this year. And I think mentioning like, you know, this, I think an idea that he has like a new helmet arrangement going on that could potentially like help him with, you know, concussions. And I've heard that, you know, he's having a fall coach now helping him like learn how to fall and take those. Uh, hits and so really interesting to see how he was going to bounce back one thing i noticed about Tua particularly is that despite having all those hits and you know concussions from last year um he doesn't he's not afraid you know to sit there and take a hit and you know continue to throw in the pocket i think as jack mentioned you know Tua and tyreek are looking like a top five duo in the league um and i think that was just obviously an incredible game for week one and so uh looking at you know even just how many passing yards he threw and also the receiving yards from tyreek hill um, really, really strong showing. and Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I'm taking anything away from the Chargers from Week 1. That was an incredible performance, too, from both teams. Um, and so they're both looking strong, but obviously you're going to have to, you know, hats off to the Dolphins for that one.
1: The throw Tua made to Tyree Kill, like on their gate, that deep pass he made to Tyree Kill, that, that's one of the best throws I've ever seen.
0: How about the uh, um, deep post? Yeah. Mid zone? Yeah, and, like, yeah. that was incredible. That was like 40-yard – that was a 40-yard pass that was just looked easy. He just Mm – wow, that's just incredible
2: talent.
3: Uh, I'm going to throw some stats at you guys from this game that I think are kind of hidden and – they're going to tell a lot later in the season. They're not going to mean a whole lot at the moment, just because this is one game. It's one week it was a big win by the dolphins, a great comeback win. Um, Chargers can't close out. My roommate is a Chargers fan and a Huskers fan. So every weekend he just, he just <sighs> hates, you know, he just That's has a rough brutal. life every single weekend. Oh my they God. Never win the close games. As you mentioned, Owen, but take take a listen to a couple of these stats here. Um, and this is something again, I, Like The Dolphins played phenomenal, great passing attack, 466 through the air by Tua. They had 70 total yards rushing on the ground. Tua threw the ball 45 times. And I know this is a passing league and everything, but you can't throw the ball 45 times every single game. That's just that's just not going to happen even in the NFL with all of these playmakers at wide receiver and quarterback. And obviously when you have Tyreek Hill, you can, you can blow the top off a lot of defenses, but the Los Angeles defense still had 10 pass deflections. So they defended the pass as well as they could. Tyreek Hill just runs past everybody. The other stat I want to point to is something that I think is going to be sneaky good with the dolphins and what makes them a playoff contender. Maybe even a deep threat playoff contender (laughs) their pass rush and their defensive line. Yes, they gave up 233 rushing on the ground, but their pass rush had four tackles for loss, three sacks and five QB hits. Uh, Christian Wilkins was a force. Bradley Chubb, we know is always a threat off the edge. So watch this Dolphins defensive line as it goes through the year. That's what's going to really bring, like keep them in games and help them win in the end.
1: Yeah, they got some big sacks on Herbert on that game winning drive attempt to close the game out there and defensively for the Dolphins like when they get especially when they get Ramsey back like this is a team that like I I did not pick them to make the playoffs because I had concerns about to his health but this is a team if like every if it all like gets together I would not be shocked if you could see them in the AFC championship game or who knows maybe even the Super Bowl that might be pushing it but this well, you didn't, you didn't
3: pick them. You didn't pick them to win. You didn't pick them to go to the playoffs because you picked the Jets to win the division. Oh, and that's that's your mistake <laughs> right there.
1: Well, I mean, like they could have been a wild card team. I I didn't pick them to be a wild over
3: card the team. Bills. Yeah,
1: sure. I think, yeah. yeah, my wild card teams were the Bills, the Ravens, and I I picked the Chargers to make the playoffs over them last week.
0: Yeah, well, the Chargers
3: do make the playoffs. They just don't last very long. <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Owen's kind of crazy team was the Jets and mine was the the Bears. I'm kicking <laughs> both, both of you need to reconsider this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: you see the Jets defense on Monday? Like with Rodgers they would have won that game by three touchdowns. So that's why I picked them to win that that's why I would pick them to win the division. I'd pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I thought I didn't think picking them to win that division was insane by any means.
3: No, I, but I think that division's gotten a lot, a lot more difficult since like from when we grew up. We're watching Tom Brady just dominate it for years. Oh my years. god, that division was you terrible. You have the Jets, terrible. Dolphins and Bills all as high caliber playoff contenders with playmakers all across the board. So you have three strong teams in that division rather than just one.
0: True. Yeah, that's why I didn't I didn't have them in my play, in the playoffs. Yeah, I Jack did not have the Jets back the playoffs. I didn't think they'd beat out the Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah. But, uh, All right, so that's kind of a
1: wrap on uh, last week's games. We're going to look ahead to some games this week, starting with tomorrow night's game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Eagles, Jack and I, both picked to win the Super Bowl this year. They did beat – Jackson, they did beat your Patriots on Sunday, but they did not look – particularly good in the process of doing so. So looking at this game, um, who do you guys think win this game and why do you think they would win this game? Uh, Jack, we'll start with you.
0: Um, is it in Minnesota or Philly? It's in Philadelphia. Who? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles, but it's going to be a close game. Um, and I feel like it could be separated by like a field goal um look out for uh eagles kicker jake elliott yeah. he had 13 points last week i think um but the main reason i'd say that they win uh i think they're gonna shut out i think they're gonna shut out the vikings run game and they're gonna force Kirk cousins to become one-dimensional um and that's never good for an offense um and then countering that i think the eagles are gonna be able to run the ball well, and throw when they need to, um, and and be a good red scoring team. So,
2: yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles on this one. They're playing at home. I mean, Minnesota just lost on their home field um, to the Buccaneers, and with that game, I mean they threw the ball extremely well. Uh, Jefferson had a huge game, uh, but the run, the run, the uh, their run game was just non-existent, um, and, and so. I really think the Eagles should probably be able to take this one. I think both teams are going to want to bounce back um, and perform well to go ahead and get their, their wins here. Um, Obviously the Eagles just not looking as good, but you know, they're still going to be a dominant team. I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles um, maximum, maximum of three, four points though. I think it should be a tight game, but I think the Eagles go ahead and win that.
3: I am still trying to figure out how Owen picked the Eagles as a Super Bowl winner right now. You think they're going right back to it? I think
1: they are. Um, I just think I picked them too. Jackson picked them too. Wow. Like the NFC, is the weaker conference. Um, I think they actually improved their de- their defensive line by getting Jalen Carter. Um, mm-hmm. They did downgrade at the linebacker. Their linebackers weren't weren't good last year, and it looks like they downgraded further there by wa- watching them against the Patriots on Sunday. They mm-hmm. definitely downgraded at the safety position my biggest reasoning was they're so great on the both offensive and defensive lines. And that's what wins games in the playoffs. And I thought they'd go back to the super bowl and win it this year.
3: Okay. That's fair. I mean, they, they have a phenomenal offensive line, uh, easily one of the best in the league. However, that netted 54 yards rushing for Kenneth Gainwell in week one against the Patriots who are always a tough defense, but overall, like their running game wasn't much to shake a stick at. It was uh just ninety-seven yards for the Eagles. And the Vikings held the Bucks to 73 rush yards. Now, my one caveat to this game is we have prime time Daddy Kirko Cousins. <laughs> so uh, yes, like, you always got to be cautious of that. But I'm thinking Kirk Cousins might have a little bit of edge to him this year. After watching that quarterback series on Netflix, you know, everybody always talks primetime Kirk Cousins. Who is he versus 11 a.m. Kirk Cousins? I think the Vikings win this one on the road. Um, they're getting their offense kind of ironed out. They also do not have much of a run game. So I think both these teams are going to be pretty pass-heavy and be pretty one-dimensional. I agree. The Eagles' defense is pretty formidable. We know quite a bit about them, but don't discount the Minnesota defense. Um, again, they held uh, the Bucks' rushing attack to just seventy-three yards. They got a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield. Um, they they're going to be they're going to be a sneaky defense to watch up north. I, and I got the Vikings. I'll take them. I'll take them with six points. All right.
1: So that leaves me. Um, Alex, you brought up really good points there. Um, I admittedly did not watch a whole lot of the Vikings bucks game. Um, but I, I, I know it's been a year last year, the Eagles about the same time last year, the Eagles played the Vikings on Monday night football in Philadelphia. It was just a complete embarrassment for the Vikings cousins threw three picks. I think if I remember correctly, I'm Uh, not going to play like that again this year. Um, but I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. Largely because sometimes the better team just wins. I think the Vikings, the Vikings holding the Bucks rushing attack. The Buccaneers had one of the I think had like the worst running game in football last year. So like them holding their rushing yeah. attack to um, holding the running game down isn't overly surprising. Okay. And I think only scoring seventeen points at home against a what, what many people are predicted to be a bad Buccaneers team a little bit concerning, although week one can be a little shaky at times based on like how the season plays out after that. But I think the Eagles, I think a lot, a lot of their offensive struggles on Sunday stemmed from playing the Patriots defense, which I think should be, could be a borderline top five defense this year in Foxborough Um, after their starters. I I don't think any of their offensive starters played at all in the preseason. So I think a lot of that was rust there. Uh, so I think they shook the rust off. They got they got the win despite not playing their best on Sunday against what I think is a pretty respectable Patriots team. Um, I think the Patriots are actually better than the Vikings. So they're back at home. Um, I think Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts was not awful on Sunday, but he was not great by any means either. I think he'll have a bit of a bounce back game. I think the Eagles defensive line could get some pressure on Cousins. It will be closer than last year. But I'm s i am still like the Eagles in one in this one by a score of 27-17. Ooh. Winning
0: by 10 points there, more than one score. Um yes. I like that. I like that pick. I, I feel like that's pretty good analysis by us on that uh, for that game. Um looking at that looking at the next matchup, uh, it's the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Um and Owen, uh Go ahead and give your uh, give your prediction and your your thoughts on this game.
1: Okay, so this game is in Jacksonville. Uh, it's a rematch of the divisional round matchup between these two te- these two teams back in January. Obviously, the Chiefs, um, defending Super Bowl champions, lost their home opener against the Lions last Thursday. But the caveat is they did not have Travis Kelsey. They did not have Chris Jones. It's looking as if they're going to get both those guys back. Chris Jones and the Chiefs agreed on a one-year deal for this season, which is a little strange considering how long he held out uh, in hopes of getting a new long-term extension. It ended, up, it ended up only being a one-year deal, but he is back for them, which helps their defense immensely. And Travis Kelsey is expected to play on Sunday, which will help their passing game, which, struggled with, which massively struggled with dropped passes last Thursday. Um, the Jaguars are coming off a win, a divisional win against the Colts on the road. Trevor Lawrence looked outstanding, made some really high-level throws. He looks like he's only gotten better since the end of last year. But I'm not picking Patrick Mahomes to lose two games in a row here. I think the Chiefs are going to win this. They're going to. This is kind of like a get-right game. Even though get-right games usually come against bad teams, the Jaguars are not a bad team at all. They're actually they're a very good team. But the Chief Patrick Mahomes gets Kelsey back. Um, I think the Chiefs' offense is going to play like the Chiefs' offense usually does against a kind of a middle-of-the-pack Jaguars defense. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game 31-23. to 23. I think the Jags will score some points because they have a high-powered offense as well. Um, but I think the Chiefs, usually after a loss, they're, they're not a team that would want to face after a bad loss, so they'll get their first one of the season here.
2: I am going to have to go with the Chiefs as well. However, I think this is going to be a very close and very difficult game underwhelming. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is getting better each and every year. I mean, obviously he had a great week one performance. Um, the run game looked a lot better than what the Chiefs run game looked like um, in, in week one. Um, obviously, the factor of, you know, potentially having Kelsey back Um, you know, I don't know how healthy he's going to be despite him, even if he's guaranteed to play. Um, so that should be an interesting thing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the chiefs 28, 24, but I do think this is going to be a good game. I think the, I think Jacksonville is a little bit better than what we're probably going to expect this year. And so obviously last year they had a really great end of the season run there. Um, you know, they had a huge comeback win. I forget who that was against uh, the Chargers. uh, (laughs) Shocking. I know. Right, and so I think that's going to be a very tight game. I'm going to give Mahomes just the slight nod on that one, but I do think that it'll be an incredible game.
3: It's hard to bet against Mahomes. I'm not going to bet against Mahomes because he is the best quarterback in history, in my opinion. Like the dude is phenomenal. The kind of throws he can make, and I agree, what he does to opposing defenses. However, this is not your average Jacksonville Jaguars team. This. Offense is loaded with new talent, bring Calvin Ridley in. He's had a little over a year off. He's healthy. He's done gambling. So like he's <laughs> gonna get his he's gonna get his money on the field now. And he had he opened up week one with eight receptions, 100 yards, and a tutty. Um, you have ETN playing some good football, and he and Trevor Lawrence have always been in rhythm from their Clemson days to Jacksonville. Uh, one of my favorite plays watching the highlights last week was ETN sprinting up the sideline to go block in front of Calvin Ridley after he caught a sideline pass to spring him for the touchdown. All that that, that offense they've gelled really quickly. Uh, their defense still a little bit middle of the pack, but I think you're right, they're gonna keep it close, they're gonna be competitive. Um I'll take the Chiefs by a touchdown, but this is going to be a tight and hard-fought game uh and Mahomes if his receivers don't catch the ball, they could lose again. He needs help he needs help on the edge. That's that's fair.
0: Um that leaves me uh I think I'm going to be the lone wolf on this one picking the upset. I'm taking I'm taking the Jaguars to beat the Chiefs. Um it's not like the Jaguars have a great home field advantage. Um, but I feel like the Jaguars coming back home, you know, playing their home digs, uh, getting comfortable. I feel like their offense is gonna just play really well. Um, and I feel like the Jaguars have a sneaky defense, like not great, but not bad. They have a sneaky defense. Um, and last week they held uh, Anthony Richardson and the Colts offense to I think 20 points. Um which is which is fine. Um, so I think I think they're gonna kind of they're going to give Mahomes a little bit, a little bit of issues. Um, I don't think this is a one week, one week thing for the Chiefs. I think eventually that the Chiefs will snap out of it, and they're going to be the Chiefs offense that we know. But I don't know if that's going to take a, you know, just a week. So I'm going to pick the Jaguars in a tight one, probably 31 to 28. So, wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: So the Chiefs starting 0 and 2. I think a lot of people would. Um cause a lot of people to freak out for sure. Yeah. Uh, That leads us to our last game. So we have three Chiefs and then Jack's the only Jaguars picked right there. Am I correct on that? Yep. Yep. All right. So the last game we have to preview here is the Sunday night game between the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. The game is in Foxborough. Uh, The Patriots, as we touched on earlier, lost a close game to the Eagles. But... Moral victories aren't a thing in the NFL, but I I think they looked much improved than they did a year ago. Their offense looked much better. Mac Jones, after a bad first quarter, actually played pretty well. He outplayed Jalen Hurts in that game. And then, obviously, we talked about how good the Dolphins' offense looked, or at the very minimum, their passing offense looked against the Chargers on Sunday. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with you. Uh, What's your thoughts on this game? Do you think the Dolphins could – Obviously, the Patriots' defense is significantly better than the Chargers' defense. I think the Dolphins, do you think Tua could go off again and they could have a scoring fest again? Or is the Patriots going to hold them down and do enough to pull off? I'd say I would call it upset at home.
3: This would be a frustrating game for the Dolphins, especially in the first half. I think it's going to take a little while to figure out how they're going to attack Bill Belichick defense, how they are going to just get in rhythm because you come out week one, you've been prepping for the entire offseason, the entire summer, entire fall camp and preseason for that one game. You've had months and months of preparation and play calls and designs set up for that one game and that one opponent. Now you got to turn around and do a new opponent, do a new game plan in a week. That's That second game in the NFL, and you see it at the college level, you can see it a little bit, not as much in the NFL, but still a little bit. It's a little bit of a drop-off. There's always some struggles. You kind of feel like you're running in quicksand a little bit just to start the, that second game. And I think that's going to happen to Miami. They had such a big and emotional win. They had a lot of firepower. Uh, I just think they could be slowed down for a little bit. I think in the end they win this one. Uh, I think they have the better talent overall uh their offense is very deadly and i just talked about their defensive line a little bit ago i think that defensive line is going to put pressure on mac jones and really keep the dolphins just a step ahead in this game so i'll take the dolphins uh by by probably seven to ten points somewhere in that range um and i'll, I'll take them
2: on the road win i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and have to pick the dolphins i'm not picking really any upsets here but um i think I want to say the Chargers overall, whether that's offense, defense, just as a combined team, is probably more favorable than the Patriots. Um, they obviously had a performance and bouncing back from like an emotional win might be a little bit difficult. Um, but, I mean, you do have, again, arguably one of the best receiving um, and quarterback combinations there in Tyree Biantua. Um, But, again, I also just don't know if the Patriots just have enough firepower to over... You know to outscore the Dolphins and what they can potentially do. Um, obviously, the Patriots are are going to be home fields so that helps them a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to Miami. And I'm going to go ahead and say they win by seven. I'm going to go ahead and say 28 to 21 Miami.
0: That's good. Uh, that's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Dolphins as well um, for a lot of reasons you guys uh, talked about. Um, but I do I do see maybe Bill Belichick giving to a little bit of issues early on, but I think I think he'll snap out of it and and throw the ball well. Um I also think the Dolphins have a sneaky good run game too. Like if they can get it going with Raheem Mostert, uh I, I think that could be that could take the offense to another level because when we think of the Dolphins offense, we think of them being a passing team and they don't run the ball ever. Um, which I think they're one of the lowest running running teams in the league. Um, but but if if they could run the ball and set up that play action pass that that could be make their offense even more explosive. Um, but I'll take the Dolphins in a close game. I'm gonna say twenty four to twenty. All right. I'm gonna be
1: the outlier here. I'm gonna take the Patriots in this game. Um I think despite losing, they showed a lot of signs of encouragement against Philadelphia on Sunday. And, Jackson, you touched on this a little bit. I think Bill Belichick, what he's done throughout his entire career, is taken away a team's strengths, and the Dolphins' strength is their passing offense. So I think they're going to double-team Tyree Kill, and they will put Christian Gonzalez, their uh, rookie corner, really good-looking rookie corner on Jalen Waddle, And I think that could potentially slow down – um, the Dolphins passing game. I don't see another 400 yard passing performance from Tua this week. I think Tua is going to play well. Um, but I also think the Patriots offense with uh, not having Matt Patricia calling plays there anymore and replacing him with Bill O'Brien they it looked like a much better coached unit. Mac Jones looks more like what we saw from him in his rookie year, which was a respect, very respectable quarterback play. I think he can score points against this Dolphins defense and, um, The Dolphins' defensive line is tough, but the Patriots' offensive line is pretty good as well. It's better than the Chargers' offensive line. I I like the Patriots in this game. They're at home. It's in prime time. They'll be amped up for the game. Um, I know the Patriots have struggled against the Dolphins uh, in recent years, ever since Tom Brady left. I don't think that's going to happen Sunday night. I think the the Patriots' defense will do enough to slow down Miami's explosive offense. I'm going to say... Patriots win 24 to 20. So I think the Dolphins offense will take a step back. 20 points on the road isn't bad, but it's a far cry from the <clears> what was it, 38 points. Is that what they scored uh, against the Chargers? Far cry from that. Yeah, 36. So I think 36? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's going to be a bit of a step back. Not, not an implication of the season, but I just think it's a bit of a tough matchup for the Dolphins due to the road environment and how good I think the Patriots defense is.
0: All right. So we got Owen, Owen with the, the Patriots upset there uh, being picking pick kneeling, being the only one picking the Patriots there. Um, now for our last segment of the uh, episode, we're going to each going to go around and give our player of the week. It could be offense defense, um, but uh, maybe just talk about someone that stood out to you and give a thought about that. Um, so, Assim, if you want to start on that,
2: yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with a little bit of an obvious one, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's Tua. Uh, I think the story there is pretty incredible. Um, obviously, having an incredible week one performance and you know getting his team to a victory, uh, but again, I think just the ability to bounce back from just a really rough season and then just have an incredible you know debut performance for the 2023 season. Um, I think it's really hard to pass on that. And so I'm going to go ahead and go with Tua. That's good. All
1: right, I'll go next. I'll yeah. go next. Um, right on. I was I was going to pick Tua, but I, I don't want to do the same thing as you. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford of the Rams uh, going oh, on the road. You took mine. My dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> going on the road into Seattle against a team that. People had some expectations for this year. I picked the Seahawks to go to the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game this year. See they had some a very talented, a pretty talented roster at least, putting up 30 points without Cooper Cup. With a, I mean, name three receivers on the Rams. I mean,
2: who can I Puku
1: can <laughs> with over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. A great performance Tue by Matthew Atwell Stafford. also over 100. Mm-hmm. Who else had over 100? Tua Atwell and Puka Tutu Atwell. And Puka. Tutu Atwell. <laughs>
2: both of them yes, did.
1: That's right. Um I think doing that with a, with a pretty bare room in terms of talent around him on the road after a, after an injury-riddled season last year, I think a lot of people doubted Stafford going into this year whether he'd ever be the same player again. And I think he silenced a lot of those doubters on Sunday with an outstanding performance. Yeah,
3: he did. Second highest QBR from week 1. That's impressive. So- it's yeah, stafford, stafford me, I ranked was, as a top ten quarterback by the way I, I was not a doubter. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. He <laughs> did take my my player of the week with Stafford. But my my second pick or my my alternative I'll go with is actually a defensive unit, the Dallas Cowboys. Um clearly their offense is still going to struggle. Uh they had some botched drives and didn't punch it in on uh on a couple but their defense shut out the giants um i saw a really interesting stat the other day where it was something like there's there's never been a shutout um a team with a picks there's never been a team that's been shut out had a pick six and x number of interceptions in a game in an entire season and they did it all in one um just an impressive performance by the defense we know um that they've been a talented unit over the last few years their pass rush with michael parsons and their secondary so i give the nod to the cowboys defense for you guys there, yeah. out
0: there? Nope. cut out again you're, you're good ah, that's sad. <laughs> we we caught the gist of it uh the, the cowboys defense your top unit there
3: yeah cowboys defense 40 win that's that's a big statement in week one yeah, it was not a good not a good week to be a Giants fan, that's
1: for sure. Not that I'm a Giants fan, but oof, that was uh yeah, that was tough. I'd rather
0: be a Husky fan <laughs> last week than than a Giants fan. Um, <laughs> one thing I
1: hope for week two is that there's some better quality of play. There are a lot there were some good games. There are a lot of games that I watched. And obviously it's week one. Teams are rusty, but you're like, man, this looks like this looks like the Mac. Those like those Tuesday <laughs> Mac games. Like, I hey, like don't you dare dismaction. Action is a college football. Treasure, honestly, Owen. honestly, I might have been. It was. Wor- it might have been worse. I will worse. come over like that.
3: to that other house and I will slap you, sir. You do not maxion Oh, I'm sorry about that, Alex. I will come
1: not dismaction. Maxion Maxion was much better than what some of the early window games. That that I watched some of that Falcons Panthers game. That game belonged in prison. That's one of the that's one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um just yeah, just Falcons. sloppy football, but hopefully it gets cleaned up to create a better product for the fans to watch this week.
0: Yeah I was just gonna say that the Falcons have that boring offense. They have like the Minnesota offense. Did you at one point in the game Desmond
1: Ritter had a stat line I don't know if you guys caught this he was four for four for zero yards. Oh my gosh one of the most hilarious stat lines I've ever seen. I've never um, seen that. Just that that was that was a that was a I did not watch much of that game, but the bit of it that I did watch was uh kind of tough. It was kind of like those Thursday night games from last year. So
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves me. Um for my player of the week, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Tyreek Hill. Um, and I'm surprised none of you said that. Um but he had 11 receptions for 215 yards and two touchdowns, which was the best receiving line of the weekend. Um, just if you watch the game, you just see the impact that he makes and the coverage that he gets. Uh, he, I think J.C. Jackson was covering him, shadowing him the whole game, and he just couldn't – he could not – he could not guard him. Um, and as Trey Palmer told the Iowa cornerback, he said, you suck. <laughs> Trey um, Palmer scored a touchdown this week. Yeah, he did. But yeah. I was talking about when. Remember when Trey Palmer went? Yeah, off yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I know. Yeah, I knew you were referring to that. Yeah. In yeah. the press conference, is like, "Yeah." I turned around and told that quarterback, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's what Tyreek was probably thinking on on Sunday. Um, so, so yeah. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Un- Unlimited NFL Podcast. Uh, it's been really fun to talk football with you guys. Um, I appreciate all your guys' time and, and coming here and talking. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you to everyone listening, uh, and we will see you next time.